Hello and welcome to the third episode of Life Podcasting. I'm Ryan and thank you again if you've tuned in to listen to my life journal, which also touches on various things, including sports, TV, music, movies sometimes, rarely at the moment. Um, But yeah, got a few bits and pieces lined up for this week's podcast. So hopefully there's a little bit more structure to it. So we'll be cracking straight on just after this musical interlude. It's coming up to 10 a.m. And out walking the dog. And wow, it's hot again this morning. Feels like it's been, it feels like months since the last rain, which may actually not be far from the truth. The grass in the garden is completely dead, and we're talking just patches of dirt remain. So this week took advantage of Amazon Prime Day deals, ordered in some lawn feed, one of those lawn feed spreader things. Uh, so, and obviously, when you got a dog, you have to make sure it's not poisonous, the lawn feed, so i to dig around and find something. So I've bought this stuff called Safe Lawn. Uh, so if anyone's ever in, in need of something that's good, I don't know if it's good yet. Maybe in a, a month's time, I'll report back on whether Safe Lawn is any good for feeding your grass and not hurting any pets or children or people because that's what we've got to be aware of now. So I'll give that a whirl and I'll let you know how I get on with that. But So I'm going to do that tonight. Uh, and I was talking about Amazon deals, I also picked up a Garmin 4 on a 235 for a pretty good value. So keep me motivated in going out and doing exercise and things. So I wanted something that kind of also read the heart rate, which at the moment is a something I haven't been able to monitor because I've been rocking a classic, I say classic, Pebble Time Steel which had been a great watch for the last year and a half, maybe two years. Obviously Pebble is defunct now, now that Fitbit swallowed up the company Uh, and I don't particularly like the Fitbit products so this Garmin looks pretty good, seems to have good battery life they claim nine days but if you use the GPS that's built in which is what I'll be using in particular for a run for running so I have to take my phone with me I think you only get about 11 hours but that's fair enough it's you know it's a watch at the end of the day you don't expect it to be able to run GPS without it sucking it down but yeah I'll let, let you know how that goes as well so that's a kind of cool thing if anyone's looking for a watch at the moment. I'm I'm enjoying it, it's good, it's nice to be able to have those sort of vitals on your wrist. Well we may as well look back here to a couple of things I said in the last podcast, um, sport related, and let's start with Wimbledon. I'm eating my own words regarding Serena Williams I said that she was definitely going to win and that everything made sense that that would happen however 
not the case. Angelique Kerber, fair enough. You know, better better player on the day. And I guess it was one match too many for Serena Williams. But fair play. I thought she would win. She didn't. But still an incredible achievement to, to get to that final. And I'm sure, good as me, I'd say only this tournament she won't be winning the major. I do I'd still be pretty confident that she will win whatever the next tournament slash Grand Slam she's in. It's just that she's not quite there yet. You know, that's a lot of games to play. It's the most games she's played in a fortnight, so I was wrong. I thought she would almost certainly win and the BBC would have their story, but to be honest, they, you know, they, they, they then angled it anyway to make it still look incredible, which it was, but I suppose it didn't really matter. One way or another, they, they had what they wanted. Now, fair play to her, really good. So other than Wimbledon coming to an end, the same day we had the World Cup come to an end. And as we mentioned in the last pod, that obviously England uh, were knocked out in the semi-finals and that we had that dreaded third place playoff match to play as well. And yep, that was awful. Did not enjoy that at all. Uh, Belgium just looked like they really wanted third place, whereas England looked like they'd take it if they could get it. I got nothing to, uh, bad to say about the team because I thought they did really well across the whole tournament. So fair enough, fair enough to them. Um, so yeah, whatever. Let's see what happens with England. You know, they're back in action with well, I can't remember what it's called, like Nations Cup or something, which essentially is just to make the friendlies more uh, a bit more competitive. So we'll be playing Croatia again, I think, in September. So that'll be fun, and it's good because I think we'll be a lot more in tune with what's going on. Friendlies are completely pointless if there's nothing out to get out of it other than uh, like world ranking points. But I think this little tournament sort of thing to make friendlies more interesting is a good idea. So hopefully it works out, and and FIFA or UEFA or whoever's running it makes it work. And I think the the FA have done really well with sort of getting the England players sort of back and feeling like they're they're connected with the fans. The stuff they did on YouTube, the Lions Den, was really great, you know. Nice to see the players sort of in that atmosphere. It was really cool, very good. Well done to the FA and England for doing that. So enough about England and obviously we then go on to look at who won the final and wow, France. They are—they look great again, and they have such a young team. I saw some statistics that would say in four years' time, I think their average age of their players is still going to only be like 27 or 28, which means they'll be in their prime. Their team right now will be in their prime in four years' time. So that's a scary thought for any team who comes up against France in four years. Uh, Mbappe, obviously the standout young player of the tournament. Absolutely brilliant. I thought Griezmann was very good as well. Um, the only person who let themselves down in that final was Lloris doing that absolute clangor. I mean, what was he doing? <laughs> what was he doing? But for a moment, you always thought, hang on. 4-2. Croatia could sneak something here. They could actually turn this round, but... France were just too good, weren't they? But a yeah, decent final. Decent final either way. So that's it for World Cup news for four years. Two years back for the Euros, which I had no idea 
was sort of being based around Europe in cities across Europe with the final looking likely to take place at Wembley so that is that's huge uh, shame I'd, I'd rather I mean it's an interesting concept doing it across Europe in different cities but it's a different way of doing it and you know these football heads are always looking to do new things so we'll see what happens there a little bit on my local team Ipswich they started their official pre-season this last weekend with a loss to Braintree, which I wasn't too fussed about, but quite a lot of Ipswich fans were quite angry about because they're like, ah, how could we not beat Braintree? But I'd like to think maybe they were just being a bit melodramatic or just taking the piss about things. So, not too worried about that. Uh, followed that up with a... a win over Crawley midweek. Which is an improvement, and Paul Hurst saying, yeah, things are definitely a bit better, but he now sees... They'll be very interesting because he's saying he sees some players in that team that he was told are meant to be good, but he is sort of questioning that a lot. So I think we're going to see a couple more players shipped out in the next couple of weeks. It'll be very interesting to see what this team looks like at the start of the season in, I think it's less than three weeks now. But either way, it's exciting times. I'm, I'm looking forward to the start of the season very much so. Before getting on to TV and music, just a little bit of life housekeeping. Started back at work this week, and like I said, I think in the last pod, working from home, which is great. Uh, it's a bit delayed because it took a while for the hard drive to turn up with the work that I'm doing on. DPD really balls up that. I mean, terrible service. Really terrible. I'm not sure if anyone else has ever used DPD Local. But they are a blame game company. I personally wouldn't use them for anything after the experience that we've just had trying to get a drive to me. Um, just blaming, saying... Basically, a driver was dropped off at a pickup a pickup shop. So basically, the person who's sending it can drop off whatever they want. One of these pickup places gets picked up by a DPD courier, take it to a main central point, and then it gets shipped out, or, you know, couriered out to said said address. In this case, mine. Well, it got dropped off at the pickup shop. They then claimed that it was meant to just be collected from there, even though the email shipping note says drive on its way it's coming to this address so it took that sending that email to them to, for them to go oh yeah we've ballsed up sorry but then at that point they're like you now need to contact the sender for whatever reason they make no effort to get in contact with the sender to sort it out they're just like hands off none of it is their problem um, yeah, so dpd are ridiculous Picking the podcast back up at home because for whatever reason, whilst I was out and about, this phone just kept on pausing the recording. So I recorded the last parts about three times. Well, at least I thought I did, but it turns out it didn't record it at all, which is very frustrating because I thought it was quite good. But anyway, so we're back 
at the house for now, going to finish the podcast up, and we're not going to talk about DPD delivery anymore. So, let's continue where we left off. I'm pretty certain we were just talking about the fact that the weather had been incredible still. Well, actually, it's it has slightly changed since I was recording earlier. It's now quite overcast, but it still hasn't rained, which is unbelievable, really. But the forecast is saying there's a chance. But until I see that rain, I won't believe it. It was so nice at the weekend. We had a really nice barbecue, and it was that kind of perfect temperature where the day is lovely and warm, but when the sun started going down, it was perfect to sort of sit outside and... I was really chuffed with myself because I actually managed to do a, a barbecue where all the food was like ready at the same time, and that's almost unheard of for me. And hopefully there'll be plenty more barbecues to come over summer. Tomorrow we've got a wedding we're going to, and obviously with that we really hope that the weather stays nice for those guys who are getting married because nothing beats having a beautiful blue sky at a wedding and just not worrying about rain but that said we actually had rain at our wedding for about an hour in the afternoon but otherwise it was pretty much perfect so we we got quite lucky it seems that most weddings are threatened by some kind of rain at one point or another but hopefully not tomorrow so looking forward to that getting in towards the end of the pod now and we're going to talk a little bit about music and tracks that I'm into well I've I've kind of taken my fancy this week it's usually from listening to the radio or podcasts or whatever Uh, and this one we'll start with we'll go in order of tracks that are newer newest to oldest I think that's kind of the plan so the one that popped up on Radio X this week was from an ex-Beatle, or Beatle, depending on whether or not you look at the Beatles as a disbanded band or a band that just no longer really exists. But yeah, Paul McCartney's released this track, Come On To Me, which is a bit of a weird named track. But it was, yeah, it's quite an interesting song. Not bad at all. Um, but anytime you hear anything from Paul McCartney, I'm always interested to hear what the sound's going to be. But this it sort of had a bit of the kind of Beatles production about it the kind of I don't really know what it is I can't really put my finger on it yet but yeah it's kind of an interesting track so it's probably worth a listen Um, so this is Paul McCartney with Come On To Me I saw you flash a smile that seemed to me to say so much more than casual conversation I swear I caught a look second track is one that reminds me very much of when I was a teenager so my early early teens and there was quite a you know big period of sort of just good old-fashioned Upbeat rock, I'd suppose, I suppose. So it's quite a lot of American influence sort of stuff around the time when I was that old, sort of say 13, 14, maybe 15 as well. And uh, this one, I think, came on the radio around the time that I heard the Paul McCartney track. And I just thought, yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be worth giving it a little mention and just have it in the journal. And this is uh, from Foo Fighters, Monkey Wrench. 
I really love Dave Grohl. I think he's, he comes across as a really good guy. He seems like a really chilled out, friendly person. And he seems to have a really amazing life. I've watched a few sort of videos of like interviews, documentaries, where he just comes across as such a sound guy. And considering he's had quite the rock and roll lifestyle, you know, starting out, at least I believe he started out as um, drummer for Nirvana. When I say at least I believe, I mean, I don't know whether there was something before Nirvana that was well known or not, but that's an incredible thing to go on from doing that to then front your own band. And he's, yeah, he just seems to really enjoy himself. And these, I said these, I remember seeing one sort of documentary or interview where he's, in his garage and he's, he's sort of set up his whole recording studio there and it's it's just so he can, can kind of maintain his sort of work-life balance and you know he seemed to be living the dream it was very cool so yeah Monkey Wrench Foo Fires cool song not my favourite by a long way and I actually don't have a lot of Foo Fire songs that I really like but it's mostly because it's a bit of a kind of walk down memory lane whenever I hear a song like that so it was worth mentioning today and the third and final one, and to be fair, this all comes from having listened to the brilliant Oasis podcast hosted by James. Uh, and actually, at this point, I'd like to say, having listened to that, that's kind of what got me into doing this journal podcast. Now, he's not doing a journal. He's doing a fantastic job of bringing out all these stories and things about Oasis and interviews with band members and other bits and pieces. It's just really well put together really interesting and he's he's an excellent host on that it's very relaxed just casual kind of listen podcast and i've been listening to it for a fair few weeks now i'm about i'm playing catch up from the start so i've just listened to the one with brian fallon from the gaslight anthem which was a huge scoop but even bigger than that and it might get bigger again but i, I don't know i'm not up to date but he had Tony McCarroll, so original Oasis drummer on, on the podcast as well. And I mean, that is a great scoop. So if you're an Oasis fan like me, uh, and I'm a massive Oasis fan, you know, check out Oasis podcast and yeah, subscribe to that because it's awesome. And because of that, there's been loads of mentions of this track and I probably hadn't given it the time of day really. But now I've sort of given it a couple of listens over the last two or three days I can totally see why so many people really love this track and think it's incredible. And that is Columbia. So check it out. Columbia by Oasis. Top, top song. So if you can, check out the White Label demo version as well, which is on the Definitely Maybe Remastered album. So you can either ideally pick it up on something like vinyl, but if not, it is available on all the classic streaming services. Definitely, definitely check it out. But anyway, again, thanks to the Oasis podcast for making me really get back into Oasis and dig up and listen a little bit harder to the tracks that I've loved for years and maybe revisit some stuff that I didn't give the time of day.
So finally, just wanted to talk a little bit about TV. Now I haven't got too many recommendations. I'm just sort of saying what I'm about to continue watching and what we are watching. Now we're we're currently waiting to press play on the most current series of The Affair, which as I'm at a computer, I can actually type in and say where we're up to because earlier when I recorded this, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know what, what series we're up to. Okay, so the fourth season has arrived, I believe, on Sky Atlantic, so that's available box set. So we've we've watched all of them up till now, and that is that's a great, great show. It's sort of looking at these um, these affairs that the lead guy Dominic West he sort of cheats on his wife with this. Well, at the you know the time she was just a just a waitress in a diner that he kind of I don't know I don't really remember how it began but it was sort of just all the knock-on effects and this relationship just came out of nowhere and then the breaking up the families and just but it's done in a really incredible way it's uh i don't know if it's a thriller in a way it errs on the psychological side of things and dominic west is brilliant and all of the actors and actresses in there are really good yeah that we were about to pick up that fourth season very soon um well worth a watch so we've been watching Friday Night Dinner like as our early hour TV watch whilst we feed Cooper during the night. So we've got, you know, we can get squeezing a couple of episodes of that. And that, I think that finished the most recent series maybe a couple of weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. So, and they've done, that's been five series now and that's, it's so good. So I, I almost, almost would say I prefer it to in between is because it's such a simple setup. You know, you got the two kids go around to their parents on a Friday night for dinner and then whatever unfolds. But, you know, you look at Simon Bird in there, he's he's great. You know what you're going to get with him. His brother, played by Tom Rosenthal, is awesome. Their relationship is absolutely spot on. Tamsin Grieg, who I love, she's a superb actor. She is, she, oh man, she's just so funny. Uh, Martin, the guy who plays Martin, the dad, Paul Ritter, very, very funny. And then you've obviously got... The Weird Neighbour Jim, played by Mark Heap. So good. Oh, and obviously Wilson the dog. But if you haven't seen it and you like a good bit of comedy, and I suppose it's a little bit of cringe to it, check it out. Uh, it's all on all four at the moment. You can get the first two series on Netflix, but to watch everything, get on to all four. And yeah, that's that's sort of it for this week. Um, probably going to take about a week and a half off now before doing another pod because i got a lot on. need to get through this work. Anyway, until the next time, thank you for listening if you've been there and we'll be in touch again soon. Mm-hmm.